I just realized how ridiculous we sound right now. I know. We're like t- telling you how to stalk somebody in another country <laughs> at a resort. <laughs> no, this movie is. This movie is. We're also telling the movie how they could have done it better. That's bad. <laughs> that, that doesn't t- talk a lot about our moral character. It here, also Sarah. talks about how poorly planned she had her. Want to track somebody down? Here's what you got to do, guys. Okay? Man tracker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Desperados. Desperados. But before we get to that, if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe, and the podcasts. And also there's a few ways that you can get in touch with us if you have some comments or thoughts about the movies that we're doing in the podcasts at Romcom Rewind on TikTok and as well on Instagram. Today we have a message from Claire. Claire, the one who doesn't like 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> Just yes. to be clear. I would like to say I agree with Claire's thoughts on 500 Days of Summer, but anyway. Okay, Claire. So she says, okay, so I listened to the He's Just Not That Into You pod for the billionth time last night because the movie is in my top five fave rom-coms. That's great. And one of the quick facts was that the movie was based on a book, which was based on a line from the Sex and the City series, He's Just Not That Into You. In the pod, Devin guessed that someone probably said it to Miranda. Oh, well, 100%. Yeah, that, that, that's probably right, right? <laughs> well, for the last month, I have been binging every Sex in the City episode because I grew <laughs> up on that show, but never watched it all the way through. And I can confirm that in season six, episode four, Carrie's boyfriend, Jack Berger, says that exact line to none other than Miranda Hobbs. Woo! Devin was right. Here we go. Claire, you've redeemed yourself. Thank you oh for binging God. an entire <laughs> six know, seasons of Sex in the City so I can just waltz my way into this pod and, and take the glory of that victory. Take I appreciate the glory. It. I think Claire has the glory here. Well, Claire put in the legwork. <laughs> she hey, did. Everybody needs somebody, you know, <laughs> I love that she. I love that she remembered that because, like, we did that pod, I think, in our first season. Oh, it's been a long time yeah. since we've done that one. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's still re-listening to it. Know, Thank I you. It. Thank, Thank you, you. Claire. You're absolved from the 500 Days of Summer stuff. <laughs> uh, today we have Desperados, which is a 2020 romantic comedy. It's on Netflix. It's directed by LP. Yeah, I definitely, I just want to interject before you start. I actually thought this was a 2022, like, new release. I had no idea that it's two years old. But anyway. Not to be com- confused with, like, the old Western movie, oh, Desperado, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think is, mm-hmm. like, Antonio Banderas and very old. It's not that. This is a new 2020 romantic comedy. Uh, LP is uh, Lauren Palmignano, who's a writer and producer of uh, Funny or Die. Um, Desperados is the story of Wesley Daria, played by Nazem Pedret. She's a uh, she's kind of struggling. Wesley is. She's trying to find a job as a school guidance counselor. Not going well. That's kind of our first scene where we see her. She's also struggling trying to find love. That's been a tough ride for her as well. Finally, she seemingly finds the man of her dreams, but he ghosts her and she writes a horrible email to him. Turns out he was in Mexico at the time in the hospital. So really the crux of this movie is that Wesley and her friends Brooke and Kaylee team up to go to Mexico. They go to Cabo to steal potentially his laptop or his phone or some way of deleting that email. Key people in this movie, Anna Camp is the best friend Brooke. Sarah Burns is the best friend Kaylee. Lamorne Morris plays a guy named Sean McGuire. A potential love interest in this movie. 
And Robbie Amell, Sarah's favorites. I love Robbie Amell. He plays Jared. Jared is the email guy, so he is the main real love interest in this movie, we think. I I, I, revealed, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I revealed a little bit more on the tee-up to this because, you know, you're about to hear a, a clip of the movie trailer in a sec, and that also reveals a lot of this plot. So that's kind of the tee-up for Desperados. What are your thoughts? I thought by the time I was 30, I'd be married, just chill on the guys, you know? Yeah, I'll just casually take a year off of dating while my ovaries rust and grow barnacles. Ugh. I have a blind date. Hi. Um, look, Wesley, you seem like a great girl. The timing's not right for me. I'm sorry, what? Leave it. Oh my God, who are you? I'm Jared Sterling. What do you actually know about this guy? He wants kids. He owns a duvet cover. What more do I want? I think you may be the perfect girl. Jared's ghosting me. I'm gonna do an email. Do an email! This movie was, it was like a, a mixed bag because it was what I was expecting, but then half of it really wasn't what I was expecting. Ooh. Yeah, like I, I didn't know how they were gonna fill the movie's time with like going to Mexico and like trying to get all these things. And they did a good job with filling the time because it's a lot longer than you thought it was going to be. So glad we're talking about this. That's, yeah, I, I think this movie, this movie is a pretty big near miss. Ooh, in the okay. romantic comedy okay. world in my mind. Because it, yeah. it's like a 2020 Bridesmaids, isn't it? Oh, I wouldn't put it up on that pedestal. No, well, I think that's what they're trying to do, which is why I say it's a near miss. It's not a Bridesmaids. No. But that's the vibe they're going for. And I agree, it's like 40 minutes longer than it should be. I think they I think they took a big swing on using great people who yes. made yeah. sense for great romantic comedy. Great comedians. Yeah, like... I love Ryan Reynolds, but like we don't really need Ryan Reynolds in another romantic comedy. But Nazem Pedrid and Lamorne Morris yep. as the romantic leads, hey, individually in New Girl, love them. Oh my God. And I loved that they were in love in New Girl. Yeah. Like I love <laughs> yeah. their love for each other. A hundred percent. Like I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I even, I they, already saw it. They have great chemistry together. They and do. I think they enjoy, I, I think. They enjoy working together, like I would assume so. Um, but yeah, and I mean, Lamorne's great. He is phenomenal in New Girl. Him and his cat, it, it was weird sometimes. They, they bring his character to a pretty yeah. weird place. Yeah, they in do. New Girl, to be fair. But I still loved him, yeah. and I still love him. Like those RBC commercials. Anyway, love them. Oh, it's BMO. Actually. Oh, it's BMO. Oh my God, Kate. In, he's in BMO commercials. And but he is but great. for our international audience, yes. so BMO is a Canadian bank. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they're like, Lamorne Morris is going to be our guy. So he's <laughs> so like, weird. for like five years now, yes. this Canadian bank has just been hammering us with Lamorne Morris commercials. I don't hate it, though, because they're actually really comedic. Oh, they're like, funny. And they he's got great funny. timing. So he it's, it's awesome. He's kind of like the um, Trivago guy or the uh, Captain Obvious guy for Hotels.com. Yeah, like just for this random Canadian. One hundred percent. Yeah, but like, so so you've got those two. I can get behind that. You've got Robbie Amell as kind of the classic, the the other guy in the movie, and he mm-hmm. nails that. Anna Camp. There's just a lot of individual stuff that goes right with this movie. Yeah, and then they kind of just have this love story that's way too long to figure out, in my opinion. Like, yeah, straight up ten minutes into this movie, Sarah can you can corroborate this? I guessed how the story was going to go down. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. Well, you weren't like right on the money. I was anyway. pretty close to being right on the money. And like 45 minutes through the movie, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I was wrong about that. 
I, I thought this is how it would end. And then I paused it and I realized there's a whole extra hour after that. Yeah, I remember you were like, okay, hold on, wait. The movie's not almost over. There's still 45 minutes left. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, there this, is. Yeah, this movie is like extremely funny for about an hour. And then I feel like they're like, hold on. Oh, shit, this is a rom-com. We got to figure out how they fall in love. And then they spend 45 minutes just like smashing these two people together. No, I agree. It is like it's a, it, like I said, it's a mixed bag because I do like this movie and I want to like it. Yeah, me too. And I do. But there's parts of this movie that didn't hit for me. Like, oh, it just, it had so many good things to bring it all together in a nice little bow. Well, and the comedic timing between, like, it's especially so your main characters, they they were hitting their jokes. And I just think, like, the, not even the script, because the script was good, but the thought process of how we're going to get from point A to point B, like, how does this start and end, yeah. it just wasn't clear in terms of the plot. No, you know what like, I mean? <laughs> yeah. The writing was great. The plot was horrible, if that makes so sense. Many, can, like... can, can that be a thing? I, you know what though? No, I liked the essence of the movie. Like this, this person writes an email and regrets it immediately and oh, figures of things out and needs great. to fix it. Sure, I like that. Because it's absurd. It's a rom com like trope. It's it's nuts. It's out. It's out there. Yeah, it's outrageous. But how they got there? There were there were like really good parts, and then there were parts that they could have just let go. You know? Oh yeah, just cut that. Yeah, they, they yeah. got lost in the weeds at they times. Did. For me. Yeah. yeah. Still a good watch, though. It, it, it was. Like, I'm probably going to watch it again yeah, at some point. Like, sure. I'm probably going to sit there and enjoy it. And actually, it's based on the actors. I have to say, why mm. I would watch this movie again is because of the actors. Totally. Love I it. enjoyed them. As much as, you know, it, it makes women's ability to find love set back about, you know, Oh, do you think it, do you think it, it sends you back years? a couple uh, years? A little bit. Just a little bit, like the desperate portion of it, oh, yeah. slightly. Like you don't need a man to be happy. It was, it was that she banked on on in order for her to put her life together. She needed a man. Hundred percent. But the actors just did it for me. I freaking loved it. The movie opens, like you said, with her interviewing or her trying to find a guidance counselor job, and she is interviewing for a position at a Catholic school. There's and a nun in the interview. It does not go over well because she starts talking about sex to a nun. And I started thinking to myself, like, what would be off topics during interviews? Like, what are topics mm. you should never touch during interviews? Is it the same for, like, family dinners? Is it the same for, like, fa- uh, friend get-togethers? Like Friend get-togethers, I think, is a little bit more comfortable. But, yeah, no, like... Actually, I, I think the core thing is know your audience, right? Like, I actually, <laughs> yeah. literally yesterday, I was in a meeting with, like, a lot of the higher-ups at my company, like, mm-hmm. people, and um, I dropped an F-bomb, and it just kind of slipped out, and immediately oh I gosh, thought, oh, definitely. shit, I don't, are, are they chill with F-bombs on this call? <laughs> like, and then I was like, it's a, it's a friggin' Teams call, so then I'm looking at each of their squares individually to see how they reacted. Yeah. Um, just cause like I, I knew my audience, but I didn't know them well enough to drop an F-bomb. I thought it was chill. And then immediately somebody else dropped an F-bomb and I thought, I'm like, I actually thought he was covering for me. Oh <laughs> actually, gosh. he was just like also saying it to make me feel a little bit more yeah. chill. So well, that's Zach, very nice. I appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like a know your audience, you know, don't talk politics. Yeah. Don't drop an F-bomb for sure. Well, yeah. And I mean, like it's a Catholic school, so y- you almost have to, like you said, know your audience. It's a nun. Things are things that would be off topic. Sex, like 
it just is don't one of those things. Like, don't just... even bring that up. And like, what would you have to do with sex ed anyway? What if the person sitting across from you has something stuck in their teeth that are interviewing? Do oh, you yeah, tell them? Do you? Oh, all the time. I believe that... <laughs> Sarah has a very strong stance <laughs> on telling people if they have food in their teeth. Okay, let's hear it. I will always, <laughs> always tell people... If they have something stuck in their teeth or if they have something in their nose. What? What? Oh, something in their nose, Yeah, like too. a booger. I've got a question. Why are you so passionate about this, though? You're like, listen, that is one of my core beliefs. If you have food stuck in your teeth, Sarah's got you back. Okay, because- Is there a traumatic experience Okay, so like, there was a birthday that I had, um, and I what, had- What year? How old are you? Oh, no, like I was like in- like I don't know, university maybe. Oh, so after this wasn't... university maybe. Okay, like, and I we're had not talking formative years. No, is... no, I was not eight years old, <laughs> and it sits deep. But um... the nineteen ninety eight food <laughs> in the teeth incident. I had something stuck in my teeth, like my two front teeth, okay. the entire night. So right. all pictures have me with something stuck in the middle of my teeth, and it was like something black. Like you could tell in the photos, not one person told me that entire night that i had something stuck in my teeth and you are uh the most moral person we know so that's just sitting (laughs) deep with you it's festering i was really like i was like nobody told me like you guys didn't tell me i had something stuck in my teeth the entire night like what the heck so yes that is why i'm very passionate about telling people (laughs) even like tags sticking out of like people's shirts and coats and stuff i mean if you're a complete stranger no i won't but if i like know you i'll go up to you and let you know i love that this is something this is a big sticking point for you i know you've made it into a big sticking point well no you were like listen i will never not tell you well i will tell you at least you know i'll do that yes we we do yeah sarah's got your back Especially if there's a tag sticking out of it. Her friend Brooke says, there are things you say when you have the job and then there's things you say when you want the job. Sure. I thought like that was such a good line. And I mean, it ties into our earlier conversation about like what you say when you have, like it would be what you say when you have the job. Yeah. Dive into that sex ed combo with a nun. But if you don't have the job yet, don't do it. Oh yeah. I just... Everybody lies on their resume and their cover letter. The interview process is just a continuation of that lie. I don't. (laughs) So I don't know who lies on their resume. Everybody lies on their resume, Sarah. You're not supposed to lie on your resume. Yeah, but like... What do you lie on your resume about? Do I know Excel, Microsoft Excel? Sure. Uh, am I proficient? Absolutely, I was going to say, Google is a a girl's best friend for Excel. Right. I'm 100% proficient on my resume. (laughs) In Excel. You're really good at photocopiers. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I excel at photocopiers. Wow. And taking paper jams out. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. So she goes on a blind date, and she meets Sean. Yeah, so Sean's hooked up, like, like from a friend. They, they sh- hooks them up. And actually, on the phone call before they get to the date, you know, they're, they're kind of vibing a little bit. She's chatting with Sean. And they both make the joke about the automatic out, is what they call it. Right. So they joke that there's no point in continuing on a date when you know it's just not going to work out. So, like, no hard feelings if one of us uses an automatic out. Just peace out. It's fine. She gets to 
the restaurant that, uh, excuse me, I was about to say Lamorne, (laughs) (laughs) that Sean is at. Sean and Wesley, they they start chatting, and maybe like 15 seconds into the chat, Sean's like, you know what, I'm using it. And he stands up and he's like, I'm using my automatic out. She's like, really? Like that fast? Like what was it? And they they have a little chat. and They peace out and, and Lamorne Morris walks away. What do you think about that? Like, like, one, do you think he was justified or was that too quick? But also, what do you think about using an automatic out on a date? Okay, so I think it was too quick because, like, it was 15 seconds into the conversation. Yeah. He used that way too fast. I mean, we learn, out, we learn later why, which is valid. But in that instance, if you didn't know the background of why he did it, um, yeah, way too fast. I mean, I don't think that's really fair to anybody. You don't even know them past their name and 15 seconds of what came out of their mouth. Um, But does the theory of an automatic out, is that okay? So I think it's better than ghosting, than not showing up at all, and then just deleting your account or like being rude on social media to the person saying like, you know, I don't want to actually go out on a date with you. Yeah, I guess to those alternative, like if you were on a date with a guy and 20 minutes in, he's like, you know what? I'm not feeling this, so goodbye. And he just walks up and leaves. But they talked about that very thing and they right. almost, they agreed upon it. So if you, like, yeah, you, you would be okay with that then? I guess so. I mean, I would rather know if you're really not into it yeah. than have you disappear on me. At least you have the guts to tell me so. Sure. And then I don't have to guess for the rest of my life. I'm telling you to your face, this yeah. is not going to work out. I love it because how many times have you been on a date and you thought, oh, God, this this doesn't matter. I don't like this person. Like, none of this matters. Yeah. But now I'm going to just pretend like I'm interested for like an hour and a half just in case I mean, maybe it, they want to hook up. And a, then, yeah. you know. It depends. Like, like, are you going to get free dinner out of it? Well, f- see, and that's the thing. The yeah. girl is thinking, am I going to get free dinner? And the yeah. guy's thinking, maybe I could still get laid and it's not a total wash. So we're just pretending to like each other to see if those things happen? Come yeah. on. I like how for girls it's food and guys it's sex. Yeah. But, I mean, like, obviously not all the time, but yeah. Right, like. yeah. So she leaves the date and falls and is awoken by a really good looking man, Jared Sterling. Robbie Amell joins yes. us and he looks like Prince Charming. He's he's perfect. Yeah, it's kind of like a fairy tale beginning. So she decides that in order for this to work, she's going to try to not be herself and pretends to like all of these things like bubble soccer, salads, and then they have sex and he ghosts her. Yeah, so like she falls, Jared kind of comes to her rescue, he brings her back, and, and, and then they start dating. But yeah, she pretends to be, basically he implies like, oh God, like every girl in LA is so crazy and blah, 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 and she kind of gets it in her head like if I just pretend to be somebody else hey this relationship could work out so she pretends to like all the stupid crap that he does including bubble soccer yeah which I would love to try I want to try it as a hobby yeah I wouldn't join a league for that but I would try bubble soccer I've always wanted to try bubble soccer you know what I've always thought of taking like the bubble and like try skiing with it then if you fall, you just roll. You just—that's ro- a horrible idea. <laughs> but you you'd will never not get stop hurt. Rolling. <laughs> you'd never get hurt. Have you ever been in one of those bubbles? Okay, no. if you actually like run into somebody, you you can hurt people for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, not hurt other people. I just like no. I just roll. mean like the bounce back factor. Yeah. Very dangerous. Oh. <laughs> Very dangerous. I don't know why I think that's a good idea. So there was one time I was actually like for whatever reason I was there with like a b- bunch of kids. 
And so I knew, like, I, it was an adult Devin, and there were a bunch of kids, and there were a few other adults, and I was in there playing bubble soccer, and I'm like, okay, like, I just need to be aware of my surroundings because, like, I could I could hurt one of these kids. <laughs> and for sure, one of the other adults comes, hits me, and I see them coming, so I brace, and then I bounce back, and I didn't realize there was a kid behind me, and I just nailed this kid oh, in God. yard sale. He was gone. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Rafi, we can't do that, bro. Like, I uh, almost killed that child. I love it. Um, back to the story, though. What's <laughs> yes, the worst yeah, hobby yeah. you've ever had to, like, feign interest in oh. for a significant other? You know what? I don't think I ever, like, take on the persona of the person I'm dating. Like, right. I think I kind of try to stay, like, true to what I want to do and what I like to do hobby-wise. Um, but, I mean, I think something that would be really, like, for me anyway, would be... I love adventure. I love going on hikes and I love being outdoors and doing things, trying new things, et cetera. But if there was like an adrenaline junkie who like wanted to go like skydiving and then bungee jumping and then like paragliding off of like a cliff and stuff and like really, really high risk, like death type um, activities. Sarah's not in it for I don't risk. know if I could do it. Some some fun, some risk, but like I don't want it to be our entire relationship as always like doing things that push the boundaries to the point of almost death. So like Bob in uh, Runaway Bride, he was like the adventure guy. Yes, you would not be you would not be down for a Bob. My thing was um, in a relationship, I cannot handle the like overly spiritual. I saw it happen in a dream. Mercury's in retrograde. I own <laughs> crystals. Type of person. Like, like I respect people who are passionate about stuff. When we're at work and you want to chat about that, great. However, in a relationship, that's different. Like, I dated a girl and her family was Peruvian. They were all from Peru. Very close, tight-knit family. But also, they were like the everything means something type of family. And one day, we were driving and she gets a call from her mom. And they're talking. And all of a sudden, she's like, stop the car. And I'm like, oh, damn, what? Like, what happened? <laughs> I pull into a parking lot. And she's emotional. She hangs up the phone. And she's like, my mom had a dream that I died last night. And I said, oh, word. Like, that, that's wild oh, stuff. <laughs> like, okay. Like, wh <laughs> what does that mean for me? And she's like, you got to take me home. And I'm like, what? We're, we're, we're going over. Like, we're going to a party tonight. What do you mean? And she's like, absolutely not. Like, this is... She explained to me, like, we don't mess with anything like that. If my mom saw something in a dream, that's, like, law. That's happening. Wow. That was eight years ago. She's still alive. Like, we, I think we might have broken up the next week because I'm like, I can't deal with that. Oh, that's, my God. This, what, what your mom dreams is not going to happen in real life. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so you also don't take on the persona. No. Yeah. So I know people who have faked liking things, and then when they've gotten married, they have told their significant other, no, I actually hate doing that and oh, I will I never hate do it this. again. That's funny. That's funny. Do you still like golf, Sarah? I do. Oh, good. I okay. Because like that golf. would be like the one thing that I, I convinced golf. you to okay, do. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I golf without you as well sometimes. So. Yeah. so that means I do in fact like it. So like I said, Jared ghosts her after they have sex and she takes it extremely personally. So during a night with the girls, she gets wasted and decides that it's an extremely fantastic idea to write him a scathing email. Jared's ghosting me. I'm going to do an email. Do an email! In case you're wondering, I'm doing great, except for the fact that five days ago, your penis entered my vagina, and I haven't heard from you since. <sighs> your dick is bad. Hey, you get the dumb tattoo! Suck on this. <laughs> do girls do this, like get together and write an email or send a text, but like they're all collaborating 
on how to write it? I think so. Like the input from others is there. So you've never had this happen though? I wouldn't like, and I wanted to ask you, like, would you have the balls to do that? To send somebody who ghosted you a text like that, really truly not knowing the full picture of what's happening? After you've had sex with them? No, because, like, I think you always want to be the bigger person. Like, if you're going to ghost me, that's cool. Like, yeah. you look... You, you, it's a bad look when you're the one being like, hey, haven't heard from you. Hey, you know what? Here's how I feel. And yeah. then you start going off, you just look like... It's a bad idea. It's a bad it look. It is a very bad, bad idea to do it. You look weak, you <laughs> yeah. know? So, between Brooke, Kaylee, and Wesley, they joined together to send this horrible email. You know, they talk about... Like his relationship with his father, who's passed away. Oh, they talk awful. about yeah. how he has a thin, thin penis. Oh yeah, that one. That's actually really funny. <laughs> it was funny. pretty funny, <laughs> like a but, po- poker penis. Yeah, but it's like it's a roast <laughs> of our boy Jared. It is who she barely really knows. <laughs> yeah, and then moments after the email sent, we learn that Jared is actually in Mexico. He was in Cabo, and he got into a car accident. He's been in a Mexican hospital for the last couple of days. That's why he hasn't gotten in touch with her and he also reveals on that phone call he's like my phone like my phone is in my hotel like in the resort right now i don't even have it on me so she gets the idea oh my god brooke kaylee we need to go to mexico and we need to get his phone or his laptop we need to break in and we got to delete that email because he is still the guy of my dreams he wasn't ghosting me he was in a car accident (laughs) yay he's still perfect yeah would you go to great lengths like this to delete an email? I think we need a, a new segment of the pod. Okay. Because I think this happens a lot in rom-coms. We need like mm-hmm. a normal or rom-com Okay, segment. I like it, I like it. So is it like, is this something that would actually happen in real life? Is this normal or is this just the crazy, fantastical plot of a romantic comedy and nobody would actually do this? I do think there are some people who would do this. However, I'm going to say it's a rom-com plot. But you you do agree that some people would do it. I, I would think about doing this. Really? Okay, I would never. If, I would not do this. If I thought they were the absolute perfect person, I would think about going. I, I don't know if I would pull the trigger, but I, I would definitely think about it. So are you a believer of the there's one person only for people in the world? Like that would be a thing that you'd have to believe in in order to do this. Trick in question, Sarah wife like come on <laughs> how do you want me to answer that you see you see guys you see what it, she does when i asked we it, do it was this not, lovely little plot it was podcast not we, a trick question it's all innocent and then she hits me with one of those how oh am i supposed to respond God. to that well you know how you're supposed to respond <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm worried my question I don't... was a genuine question though like aside from you literally being married <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. Oh I my god! Answer correctly. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think there's like a one for yeah everybody. So like, why would you feel the need to go to great lengths? Like, you don't think that there's anybody else that you'd find? Like, this is the perfect person for you. But I, I think the number is so infinitely small they're traveling to a different country to fix this they're in la yeah, how far it's is not that far. how far is cabo it's, from it's la not that far but it's international but that's my point it's great great lengths i feel like we're very divided here like i wouldn't do this it's also a great vacation destination well heck yeah i mean i wouldn't spend my whole time like naked with pillow on me trying to find like trying to get into a room yeah listen execution not quite there <laughs> Uh, no. Which we can get into for sure. But the essence of it, like... 
I'd also like plan the heck out of it. Like she does not plan well, clearly, because like, like I would have like every step of the plan made. Yeah, she had no plan. So how would you make the plan better though? Okay, you know what? We don't need to get into this right now. We can continue on and then we can dissect the plan. Because okay. the plan kind of sucks. I'll be we honest, I had not thought that far ahead, so I will have to come up with a plan on the fly. Here we go. So she runs into Sean while in Cabo. He is weirdly at the same resort in Cabo as she is at the same at that very, very time. It's yeah. Like crazy. So crazy. so Wesley, but also the two friends, Brooke and Kaylee, agree, yeah. let's go to Cabo. We'll we'll delete the email and then we'll have a good time. And yeah, she meets Sean. He's like, That's weird that you're here. And she's like, I didn't follow you here you. like a crazy person. I followed another man here like a crazy person, okay? I mean, at Don't least she's judge. honest. <laughs> she is. It's I appreciate funny. the honesty of yeah. her. So how they, okay, and this is something that I always found really weird. And this is totally a rom-com, like, extreme. How they find his room on the resort in Cabo is by continuously calling his cell phone, which hasn't died yet, which is weird. Yeah. Um, to listen to the ringtone through the walls of the villas. So what would you do differently? It's not a real thing. That wouldn't happen. What do you mean that you wouldn't, wouldn't happen? You wouldn't be able to hear the ringtone through the walls of your villa. And on top of that, the cell phone would be dead by now. You're right. So they, they get to the front desk of this resort and they won't tell Wesley where Jared's room is. Which is correct protocol. That is correct Good protocol. Because she seems like a crazy human who's traveled, you know, to a different country to try and steal their phone and laptop. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you got three people there, right? Brooke, Kaylee, and Wesley. You tell the front desk, listen, I have an urgent letter for Jared. You don't need to tell me what what room he's in, but like, I need somebody to hand this to him in the next 10 minutes. Hand it over. But only two of you walk up to the desk. Correct. The third person hangs out, watches the letter, just follow the guy. Now you know what room he's in. Whoa, I even hit my mic stand. I was so intense (laughs) about that. He's very passionate about this. No, completely agree. There are like... I could think of, well, no, I really can't think of because I really didn't think this far ahead about this. But there are several other ways to go about doing this other than calling his phone and waiting for the ringtone. Yeah, because all you need to do right now is find out where the hotel room, like which hotel room he's staying. Absolutely. And there's so many other ways that you could figure out how to get in. House cleaning, like I'm sure they're there cleaning his his room. I just realized how ridiculous we sound right now i know we're like telling you how to stalk somebody in another country (laughs) at a resort (laughs) no this movie is this movie is we're also telling the movie how they could have done it better that's bad (laughs) that that doesn't talk a lot about our moral character it also talks about how poorly planned she had her you want to track somebody down here's what you gotta do guys man tracker (laughs) (laughs) so i guess like the next part of their plan comes into play where uh she's going to wear a towel, go to the front desk and with a serving tray and say she's locked out. And of course, the guy knows what villas they're in. Like, there's probably not a ton of people. Like, it's it's a small enough resort. But like, the staff are from five hours ago is the same staff that's on right now. Yeah. So Wesley, they, they figured out which room or I should say yes. which building yes. Jared's villa is in. So she pretends like she's been sleeping with the person in the room and she got locked out. So that's that's what she tells the hotel staff. Correct. Let's call a spade a spade here. All you need to do is delete the email. Break the window. Just break in. Or climb up. If he's on the second floor, climb up onto the to the thing and go in. Again, we're, we're telling you how to break in. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. But also the key thing is we know he's on the second floor. Wesley does not yet. So she convinces one of the hotel staff to let her into the villa 
turns out there's a child yes. and the mom oh in that God. room. And Jared's this, room is up, up top. And this is the second run-in with this child and the mother. Which is, I do appreciate the ongoing joke throughout this movie of this piece. But it, I wish the kid was a little bit older. Yeah, so these are actually my best scenes. Oh, okay, I'll stop then. No, no, because they, they were funny and weird. And like, I don't want to talk about if the roles were reversed, how problematic that would be. Because I agree, kid's a little young. But like... Yeah. It, it was a fun twist. It was a nice little... I find this movie throws a few twisty elements at you at times. Some of them hit. Some of them don't. This was the, These were some of the jokes that I thought hit. They were funny. Yeah, they were. I, I do have to say the towel thing um, is my best scene only because I actually could see... Like, not the way it was executed of her like going up to the tray, but like I would come up with a better plan with the towel. I think, but I could see like oh, something Sarah happening likes the, with it. The prop, the towel prop. Well, I just think she could have done a little bit more with it to make it more believable yeah. to get into the room. Sure. So with the unsuccessful towel scene, uh, she heads to the bar. And okay, this is truly my best scene because this conversation with Kaylee, Brooke, and these two traveling salesmen is hilarious. The amount of no fucks that Brooke gives these traveling salesmen, I absolutely die over. Well, the one guy they love. The one guy they love, yes. But the one guy is a complete dick. Yeah, and I think it's very indicative of like- Indicative. (laughs) Of like just people on vacation at resorts. Like, you know, the chances of you ever seeing these people ever again in your entire life Close to zero. As close to zero as you can get. So you're like, I'm just going to be the maximum level of me I can be. And this guy was just, he was there to bang, bro. Oh, he was. That was was. his objective that night. So Wesley shows up to this scene at the bar. And of course, somebody took her clothes where she left them to put on the towel. So she is naked, buck naked, with a pillow around her. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like one of my friends have has had this happen to them or it's just like sorry one of your friends has had a situation where they walk to a patio bar naked being covered only by a pillow yeah like i think like what i just i who i don't know i just feel like it no or maybe it's something that they would do you know i mean not now but like back in the day (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) like i wasn't overly surprised by this scene i was like oh yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, she goes like, to the... I feel like this She doesn't could, go back to the room. I feel like room. this could happen, yeah. Yeah, you want to find your friends, the support system. No, you want to find your room where your clothes, where the rest of your clothes is. Well, maybe is. she doesn't have her key. No, true, she's naked. Good point. Where would you put the key? Great <laughs> exactly. point. All right, all right, you're making some points, Sarah. <laughs> Hopefully there's no nowhere key. she puts her key other than in uh, that, That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you can't hide that key anywhere, so... Okay, so the friends come up with one last-ditch effort to get in this godforsaken room. They go paddleboarding, and Brooke grabs the key to that Ramon has that the lead that the lead owner of the the resort has as well, lead manager. Sean's also there paddleboarding, and they have a really good time together, and they have a little heart to heart. And then the the dolphin comes up. <laughs> it's not a shark. Oh my God, look at that. Close he is to us. Mm-mm. No, nah. See, you're on your own with this one. Oh, look at him. He's smiling at you. Really? You know, dolphins smile no matter what. That's just the way their faces shake. This scene was absurd. Yeah, this, this, is, was... this is a rom-com extreme for sure, because this would literally never, ever happen. Oh, yeah. If we're playing the normal or rom-com, 
the, okay, so this is this is rom com world. This is ridiculous. The the dolphin comes up, jumps out of the water, and Dick slaps Wesley in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go, little guy? Oh! 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 Oh my God! Are you okay? What just happened? I thought we were playing. Playing? Ah, nah. Y'all weren't playing. Was that his dick? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's funny because you describe it, and I try to talk about how else to describe it, but that's that's literally <laughs> just what happens. Literally, what happens? You know. But you're right. Love is. I wouldn't say love. Camaraderie is starting to blossom between yes. Sean and Wesley. Maybe. Yeah, the hatred for the two between the two are starting is starting to dissipate. Yeah, we're like 50 minutes into the movie, and finally, we're at that spot. So yeah. great. That's good. Another encounter happens with the the kid. Yeah. And they get kicked out of the resort, the three of them, the yeah. three girls. And they end Bye. up, they have to go to like a hostel or something, like a really sketchy place. Yes. And at this point, Brooke and Kaylee, they're pissed at Wesley. They're like, listen, you dragged us here to delete this stupid email. Like, we just want to have fun. We came to Cabo to have fun. And I can't remember why, but basically Kaylee and Brooke, they, they dip off to see like a... A guru character. They do, and Wesley decides that she still needs to get this back because it's his, dr- it's her dream guy. She goes back to the resort with the master key, gets electrocuted climbing over the fence. Okay, like that is not a thing that she could do. She could never get through that electrocution wire. Oh yeah, couldn't. no, for sure, no, yeah. And has to go through the main lobby, which like go through the bushes or something. Like, why are you going through the main lobby where Sean literally yells your name? Wesley, what are you doing here? Wesley. Ramon also sees her and tells the lead manager, God, this girl. She makes it into his room, though, miraculously after losing her friends because they because she sucks and everything else that she's been through. Gets onto his computer, but before she can delete the email, she gets arrested. The next day, Sean brings Brooke and Kaylee Wesley's friends to the station to pick up Wesley and guess who bailed her out? The kid. Yes, Nolan. Nolan, the little weird kid, bails her out of jail, which is hilarious. Like I, I and I and I don't know if this is true or not. Like I kind of feel like it's Sean and he was just making a joke, like a Nolan joke, but at the same time I'm like, no, like I could see like this story going where like this kid, this little kid bails her out of jail. Yeah. But, like and so, somehow convinced his mother who hates Wesley to bail him out, bail her out? Like, I don't know. Do you think it happened? I mean, it depends on how much money. Like, does he just have cash and he just brought mm, that to uh, the jail? And yeah. yeah. So the friends basically say they're done with her shit and they go and do whatever they want for the day. So they go and see a guru. Can I, like, I'm going to hit you with one of my what should have beens right now. Okay. I've got many what should have beens. Oh, wow. This whole scenario with so so they go to see heather graham who is a guru right and kaylee wants to see her because she is having problems with fertility, fertility. Problems. Yeah. and just the whole the whole thing with her seemed so unnecessary they go on like the spiritual journey brooke decides she's gonna leave her husband kaylee is trying to come to terms with you know fertility and whatnot and it just seemed like they were using this whole storyline to justify why those two would be pissed at Wesley because they're both going through their own stuff. It just seemed so unnecessary. 
I agree. Like it, it's almost as if they could have been more involved in Wesley's story and she could have been less seemingly desperate. Like if her friends had been a little bit more involved in the, in the planning process, like, Maybe. I don't know, they could have done it a little differently. I agree with you that that whole entire part of the movie did not have to occur. Yeah, Right. It's yeah. like we spent, like we keep on jumping back there. I think we spent like 15 minutes of this movie just like with this continuing character arc of those two. Honestly, I don't really care about Kaylee. I'm sorry. I like I love Wesley. I love Sean. I want to figure out how the thing happens with Jared. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that Brooke wants to leave her husband. No offense to Brooke. Anna Camp, love you. You're not the star of the show. So now Sean is stuck with Wesley though for the day because the two girls have kind of they dipped, gone off, and done whatever they wanted to do. Jared calls Wes and says that he's going to the airport now. He's been he's going to be released early, and of course she's literally already in Cabo, has been for days. So she lies and says, oh, I'm already, at, I'm already at the airport. I'll see you at the airport when you get dropped off. Sean sees him across the street at that very moment, and they have to hide. But Wesley convinces Sean to drive her to the airport to meet Jared there to sell the story. Well, but what they realize is that they can actually track his bag. Right. So they're like, yo, we can, we can see his bag. We know his laptop and his phone are in there, so we can still, we can still get to the email. Well, and I love and I love that Sean is so engaged and into this storyline now. Like he's just like, yeah, like I got to see this through. I got to see what happens. You want to go see Jared? Let me take you there because I want to see what happens. And sure. I loved it. I love that. So they talk about the dinner party glance thing. Yeah, so now Wesley and Sean are kind of spending some more time together. We're warming up to hey, maybe Maybe she's supposed to be with Sean, perhaps, dare I say it? Perhaps. Yeah, they talk about the the dinner party glance for sure. Do you think that's a thing? Absolutely. I know, I agree completely. So the thought process is when you see something happen at a dinner party and you both kind of, you know, maybe somebody says something and it's like, oh, God, Jared's such a pretentious. And you just, without saying the words, you just look at each other and you're like, well, get a load of this guy. Yeah. And you know you're going to have a conversation about it later on totally. in the car ride, right? You have to, like, you have to really know the person really well, but, like, it's like, how girls have different glances for certain things. Mm. It is a true fact. Like, and other girls can tell other girls' glances. Like, we know what's going on. So they almost hit a goat. The car flips. They lose the van that they're tracking. And they decide to walk. That's a great idea. It gets a little bit ridiculous again at this point. It does get ridiculous. They go to a quinceanera. They have the best time, though. (laughs) Let's just listen to yourself. I know. They, they Again, start walking. Part, they go to a party. That part Why? did not need to happen. Right. That entire scene. I mean, it was nice. They needed to show they were bonding and getting closer and whatever. Bingo. But there's other shorter ways you can do that. Do you get what I mean? Where I they know. made an hour-long movie that they thought was so funny, and then they're like, holy shit, we did nothing to convince you that they should that she should be with Sean. Let's do another 45 minutes. So now we have to have them walking to a, to a friggin' party and just hanging out when they should be focused (laughs) on the email still. Well, they shouldn't, but they are, yes. But they're not, because they're at a party. Well, yeah. Just dancing the night away. Eating lots of good guac and chips. So confused. So she ends up meeting Jared at the airport. She gets there in time. They get settled in. She drugs him with his perks. This was actually funny. (laughs) So they're they're on the flight together. They're beside each other. She hits him with some perks, and then she, I didn't even think about this, she grabs his phone and she lifts his face up to it so that the face ID would work. Hilarious. 
it's really creepy. Like, I thought about that, and I was like, that's weird. Like, that's a lot. Okay. Sarah, we've it's been talking doable. about lying to the I receptionist know, at, to track a letter that goes to a room. I don't know why that room. seems better, okay? <laughs> why does that seem better? It's not. But before, de- so she has his phone open and before deleting the email, she's like, you know what? Sean's right. I shouldn't be pretending to be somebody else just for this Jared guy to like me. I no. should let him read the email. Yes. So she wakes him up, makes him read the email. Which I think is a good move. Yeah. So, I wouldn't have deleted it. So he reads the email. Yes. And he's like shocked, you know. He's like, You're, that was really mean. Like He's also high on perks. He's so, high on yeah. perks, but he basically told her to get out of here, like go like. Oh, yeah. That was done. extreme. Like where else is she supposed to go? What if the plane is full? Great like, question. What is she supposed to do? Great question. I don't know. Luckily, it's a rom-com, so there was a seat open. (laughs) And also, the other guy, like, if I'm, if the flight is already in progress, Mm -hmm. and a random lady sits down beside me, I would probably ask, like, what are you doing here? I would be like, what do you want? Like, who who are you? Why are you here? Yeah, hundred percent. And also, like, it seems like she's in business class, so like, I would, I would, if I'm paying for business class, I'm sitting in business class. Oh, for sure. So if there's no seat for me, I am sitting beside Jared, whether he likes it or not. He can move. Oh, you mean you? You wouldn't move? No. Chill. I mean, like, if there's another seat in business class, then sure. Like, if I'm at that point, then you don't want me to sit there. Yeah, I'll move. So before she decides to, to show him the email. I think she, this is the point where she decides that she is going to, in fact, tell, like, tell him and show him the email. They're settling in. They're on the flight. They're flying. And a man is clipping his toenails. Ooh, that ooh, is disgusting. Ooh. First off, like, to just do it openly. But on an airplane, that's gross. But can we, can we acknowledge the fact that if we're playing the yeah. normal or rom-com game... I bet that happens on flights. Oh, it does. Okay, so um, there's a few TikToks of people like putting is. their feet. Yes, I had like, that done to me. Oh, that's I talked disgusting. about it on a pod not long ago. That's horrible. Um, and on on an episode, but that has a that has happened to me. Yeah, I poured water on them. Um, Good, they deserve it. Yeah, well, on their feet. Ugh, it was so gross. But yeah, I was gonna say, what's the weirdest thing you've seen on a plane? I don't think I've seen anything weird. I I can say the single weirdest flight I've been on was. A flight to Budapest. Okay. Just because, um, man, like Eastern European people are really interesting. They're they're fascinating. They're kind of like intense, but they don't mean to be intense. Okay, I'm really interested. Like I remember the guy behind me asked for a drink, and he was just like he was pissed. He was pissed, but like I couldn't tell if it was just because he's Eastern European and he sounded pissed. Like what is this? We're like, oh, that's like a water. He's like, it's garbage, and you're like. No, he didn't want to pay. Is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was pissed about something. He didn't want to pay. And I couldn't tell if he was just Eastern European, so he sounded pissed, or if he was actually pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. He was also like 6'8, or he was a giant man. He was. He was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I don't think you could, I don't think you could reverse your chair at that point, which we also talked about. Like, do you reverse your chair? Oh, yeah. No, I did a little bit, and then I pulled it back up. Yeah. Yell at me. Yeah, I remember that. I do. That was, yeah. So after the flight, they all kind of go their separate ways. Like her friends are still pissed at her. They leave. Jared is not talking to her ever again. He leaves. She just, you know, she's the shittiest friend in the world. 
But now we get the nice classic rom-com. We she's going to pick up her bootstraps and yep. she's going to get to work and she's going to she gets a job. A she job does. that actually was referenced by Sean. Sean. Yes. Sean hooked it up for. Her. I know. I love I actually like he's such his character in this movie. I loved. He's he was so Oh, I just like I I'm trying to find like the right word. Like just so kind and generous and such a nice human. Well, and we we did skip over a little bit of his backstory yes. because when he's kind of connecting with Wesley, we learn that the reason why he used the automatic out that first time they went on a date is because his wife passed away two years ago. Yeah. And that was actually the very first date that he had been on since then. Yeah, so knowing that, yeah, he probably would have used the, I'm out. Yeah, I get just, it. Like, you know, I get he, it. He's finally, you know, he's learning how to walk and run again, and it's the first date. So, yeah, he was having a tough time. His wife passed away. So we, we learn a lot more about his character. He seems like a very caring guy. You know, he talks about his, his, uh, his wife. And, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of... Is it weird to say like warmth to his character? Oh, you know yes, what I mean? Like so much warmth. There's just something there that I really loved. So yeah, like you said, um, she pulls up her socks, gets a job, and then she goes on the redemption tour. Yeah, yeah. She she meets she, up with Brooke and Kaylee. She to... makes up with her friends, and then she goes to see Sean. He's on a blind date at the place that they actually met for a blind date, but she tells him that she in fact likes him, but he turns her down. He turns her down initially for like 15 seconds. Yeah, I know. She leaves and then he walks out to the sidewalk and they... I wasn't supposed to meet somebody so fast, you know. I was just getting my feet wet. Oh my God, you don't need to say that. I Honestly, it's fine. I'm fine. That's the thing, Wes. I'm, I'm not okay with just being fine. I want more than that. They Have kiss. this big moment and they kiss. Yeah. Wes, you are messy and complicated and so perfectly you. And I haven't felt like this in a long time. And I don't want it to end. I liked this ending. It was good. Like, I mean, the ending part, like the redemption tour, I mean, classic rom-com, but I did like the ending where, um, you know, they both find each other. They both find each other. It's clear that they were supposed to get together. It just totally took a little bit too long to get there. Maybe. 45 minutes too long. Yeah. yeah I'd say yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and is that our movie? It is. Here we go. On to quick facts. This movie reunites Nazem Pedrad and Lamorne Morris after they played a couple on the show New Girl in 2011. Nazem Pedrad read the first draft of the script a decade ago. Plenty of changes and edits were made to the plot, storyline, and dialogue to get the movie to what it amounted to today. Anna Camp's last day shooting, Desperados, was filled with improv. The last day on set was a night shoot for her. And she said, we were, we were at the resort in Cabo. And it was the scene where we throw the water on Wesley and she's running around in the towel. It was so good to go out on a fun high note. I remember LP, the director, was just telling us to improv things. And Sarah Burns and I improv that high five where we missed each other. A lot of CGI was used during the film, especially during the um, dolphin... Um, dick slap. You mean that wasn't a real dolphin? <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't a real dolphin dick? No. Oh. No. You lied to. Although, you know what? I have been to a penis museum in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's it. That's all you had to say oh, there. You well, weren't I like, hey, know. I've seen a dolphin. I've just seen like, a dolphin's dick. You know where I've been? In- penis museum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that fact. Because that's a Sarah fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. 
Oh my god. <laughs> they had all aquatic oh, animals. Are in we there. still on the penis? Okay, machine? moving on. <laughs> what else? This movie was in fact filmed in Mexico City. The other main filming location was LA, California. In its first weekend, Desperados was the second most streamed film on Netflix. Wow. This was originally in development as early as November 2009. It was intended for Isla Fisher at Universal Pictures. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Back in 09, Isla Fisher? I would love I that. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, that sounds great. In an interview with E.T., Anna Camp said that when she was approached to be in the film, she was told she could choose between playing Brooke and Kaylee. Anna explained that she picked Brooke because she felt she related to the character since she recently went through a divorce. Anna Camp and Heather Graham were both in Goodbye to All That in 2014. Did you do your best scene? I did. Okay. Honorable mentions. All the actors in this movie. Like, I, I know I usually do, like, side characters were great, blah, blah, blah. But, like, like I said, I would rewatch this movie solely based on the actors and their performance in this movie. Because I thought it was so fun. We're on the exact same page. I'm My, my honorable mention is slightly different. I want to honorably mention the careers of, specifically, Lamorne. And Nazim. Because this movie was roasted by critics. I think it's like a 17 if you look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a 15. It's a 50. Wow. It's a 15. D- worse. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was an easy, good watch. Yes, there are lots of holes to poke. And totally. we, we have proceeded to poke holes. But there's lots of holes to poke in a lot of rom-coms and a lot of movies in general. And critics love to hate rom-coms. They do. I don't think this movie is a 15%. We're going to get to our overall scores shortly. But like, I just want to honorably mention... Like, this movie didn't get hated on because of their performances or because of their likability as actors or actresses. In fact, I think they're both pretty great, and I think they deserve a second shot at being leads in a good, solid rom-com that's actually gonna hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I-, I would agree, not the best rom-com, but I don't think that's because of any of the individual performances yeah what should have been what should have been the movie should have been 40 minutes uh shorter oh i think uh jared robbie amell's character should end up with adeline from age of adeline i don't actually think that they needed him in that movie that long oh i agree i agree like i think like his storyline could have ended a lot sooner and the um and this would have shortened the amount of time the movie was and her and him like or or Almost like she forgot about Robbie Amell's character and yeah. that she ended up connecting with um, Sean earlier. Oh, my right? God, And she ends, up, she ends up dumping him, which is so empowering for her as a person because she seems so desperate that she needs a man. Or not that she ends up dumping him, that she just doesn't care. That he's like, yeah. hey, I saw this email. And she's like, yes. oh, you know what? Like, I actually found something fulfilling. Totally. And, and like, I don't care if you read the email or not. That's that's who I am. That's how I felt at the time, and yeah. like, which was awful. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to Robbie Amell, because I know I just I mentioned Lamorne and Nazem. But yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. If, if there's also another person who deserves to like genuinely get a starring role in a rom-com, or just in a lot of stuff, I think Robbie Amell's amazing. Well, I he's he's been in a lot. So he's um he was in The Flash, uh, CW's The Flash. Okay. Sarah, what? Stop it. Okay, whatever. Was I, he also I... in like Chicago Fire? No, he wasn't. So. But I'm just he... making jokes because Sarah watches those like very crappy, <gasps> They're low not budget crappy. shows. Oh, that's awful to say. Um, but he's also in Amazon Prime's Upload. Oh, yeah, Upload's actually very good. Yeah, I've talked about my other what should have been. We should have gotten to the love interest with Sean quicker. We should have gotten rid of Heather Graham altogether. No offense, Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and now rewatchability. So I've got chemistry 
a four. The shining star of this movie is Lamorne and Nazem are actually great together. Totally. Storyline, though, two. Thirst factor, though, two. Imagination, three. Sarah, what, what do you have to say? I have such a problem with your thirst factor rating. I have it. Anyway, okay. I think they're both adorable people. They're like, beautiful people. Uh, they're, they're cute. Pff, they're adorable. Whatever. They're sweet. Anyway, maybe not. Imagination, a three. Soundtrack, a two. Cheese factor, a three. This movie, I just realized... It has a higher score than Just Like Heaven by point zero one. Oh my God. 2.66 out of 5 for me on uh, Desperados. Okay. What do you got? My rewatchability is Chemistry 4, Storyline 3.75, Thirst Factor 5. <laughs> oh, stop, Imagination 3.5. A 5 out of 5. Yes. We watch movies with Ryan don't Reynolds judge. and Sandra don't Bullock, judge. and you don't give it a... F- I need like, to finish. Do you think they're on that level? Yes, I need to finish. What? Imagination, 3.5. Soundtrack, 2.5. Cheese, 3. For an overall score of 3.63, don't judge. Jude Law, Kate Winslet, don't Cameron judge. Diaz, all in the same movie. Yes. Does that get a 5 out of 5 for Thirst Factor? Yes. Okay, Okay. all right. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Desperados. What was your total score again? 3.63. Jesus. Ain't 15% like Rotten Tomatoes. If you, yeah, true, true. Rotten Tomatoes definitely lowballed it. Totally. If you have any thoughts or opinions on our thoughts and opinions, you can reach out at Romcom Rewind on TikTok, on Instagram. I think we should get an email address as well. Do you think? We could. Let's do it. Let's, let's, we'll okay. figure out a, a Gmail All right. address. Okay. For now, though, if you got Instagram, <laughs> throw stuff at us there. And also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe, leave a review. Same with Spotify. And what do we have next? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of my fave rom-coms that, of all time. D- d- one of your fit is that like a it top is ten? Like no, I would say top five. Okay, I, like I would say it's probably in my top ten. We'll see if it ends up in the top five though. Yeah, that's a genuinely fantastic rom-com. So if you want to keep up with us, feel free to uh, to watch that for our next episode. Thanks for listening.